what do we do? We put band-aids on everything. We put food banks down the street. We build shelters. We help you with your addiction. We'll give you welfare. When you don't spend, when you spend all your welfare, you can go in my backyard, steal a bike, maybe get some more drugs. We'll give you heat. We'll give you rooms. We'll give you low barrier housing. She's not fixing shit. They don't fix nothing. You got to fix the person. You don't fix the person by building injection sites, safe injection sites. And you police, you're going to be working your ass off. And if you don't respond properly to the problems that I can't fix, shame on you. Racist issues. Hey guys, Clinton Jaws here. There's some things that I want to say that I've thought for a long time and it got stale. It's old. I've already said that's in the last video. But for whatever reason, there's some things that it actually keeps me up at night where I think of things critically hard. I think of them hard and it upsets me when I think about them and I don't tell you about them. But I have to talk about it. When I hear doctors or politicians put down the police, it bugs me. It eats me alive. A lot of police officers, they don't even care about it. If you're still a police officer, they don't have time to care about it. A lot of them. But when you retire and you sit back and you watch what's going on, you got nothing but time to dwell on their words. And when you hear them say something that's inaccurate, not true, false, it bugs you to a point where you have to talk about it. I have to talk about it. And I've already talked about it, but this is a different, this is going to be different. Bonnie Henry. I'm not going to spend the whole time. Well, maybe I want to talk about curing homelessness. I know. Is that boring? Probably, probably boring to you. <laughs> why wouldn't it be? <laughs> I mean, truly, why wouldn't that be? But why does it bug me? It bugs me because they call it homelessness. They say that word to take the accountability off of them. Nothing I can do about it. They're homeless. If they said, well, they're not homeless. They suffer from mental health. They're not homeless. They suffer from drug, drug addiction. Then it puts the onus on them, on the doctors. Ooh, if we say it that way, what are we going to do to fix it? And this is how I want to start it. I wake up this morning and I drove my I drive my kids to school. My kid is upset because he left his jacket at Klitsa school at a park the, the night before. And he needs his jacket. Can't go to school without it. And he's hoping it's still gonna be there. So we go down to Klitsa. And there's his jacket. He find, he finds his jacket. But he, this is what this is what I found at Klitsa Park. I'm gonna show it to you. There's a kiosk set up. Free food, guys. Free food at Klitsa. You got some beans in there. You got some pasta. And I'm thinking, what the hell? Who's this for? Why? Welcome to your neighborhood food cupboard. I'm like, what? What? The? It's for the homeless. Beans. You know how hard it was for me not to take those beans out of there and have some beans on toast? Let me tell you, it was really hard. Am I wrong to say that pissed me off? I might be wrong saying that. But a week ago, there was two people 
coming up, going up our street with shopping carts. And they're going through all the recycled bins. You know those blue recycled bins that you put out? They're going through all of them. I'm thinking, what the hell are they doing up here? If I wanted to live near them, I would go live near near them. Hear me out. I know that sounds awful. But I didn't buy a house on 3rd Avenue, 4th Avenue. I didn't buy a house near the ghetto. I paid the extra money to buy up Upper North Port. Extra money to live up here. Extra money for my kids to go to a great school. Live in a great neighborhood. I grew up in this neighborhood. Not once did my parents lock their door when we went to sleep because we didn't have to. In 2015, we moved into this neighborhood near my parents. And I didn't lock the door. I felt confident that I didn't have to. Probably pretty dumb when I think about it now. But I didn't have to. One of our vehicles got uh, broken into. A couple bikes stolen out of the backyard. So when I see this kiosk set up, I'm thinking... Why are you inviting them up here? I know you come from a good place. You probably have a good heart, whoever designed this and put it there. But I don't want you coming up here. Because you're not homeless. Okay? You suffer from mental health. And you suffer from or and or drug addiction. I don't want you coming up here for free food. And I don't want you taking my free gifts in the backyard. You know what I mean? And maybe I accidentally don't lock my basement door and there, there you are, you're in it. Don't come up here for free food and don't come up here for free gifts. I know, it sounds awful. Now, I know those words are harsh. But I had to say those words before I start saying what I'm about to say. So hold on to that harshness. Don't shut it off just yet. And hear me out. A little while back, Bonnie Henry goes to a police reform meeting, okay? They want to reform the police. She's mad at the RCMP. She says a bunch of things that really aren't true. Absolutely incorrect. And the NPF, the NPF come out, and I don't have it up. The NPF come out, and they tell her to apologize, basically. Bonnie Henry says these bad things about the RCMP. The NPF, the RCMP union, comes out writes a letter to her and says, that's not true. We're waiting for an apology. We want you to correct what you said. And we're going to wait for it. We're going to wait for your response. So Bonnie Henry does, she responds. And I'm not putting down the MPF. I like that there's actually people talking, supporting RCMP members. It's nice to have. They've never had it. We've never had it. I want to remind you what Bonnie Henry said. And this is what pisses me off. This links into the homelessness part. She's at police reform trying to fix the police. Shouldn't she be trying to fix other things? This is how she starts. One of the challenges that I find we have here in British Columbia with the way our police services are established is that we have municipal police services or police forces that um, are, in my experience anyway, uh, more closely aligned with the community and the community norms and ideas and issues. And we also have a large proportion of the province where policing is provided um, by um, the RCMP. Down here. Down here, right? We have the munis, which are more in line with the communities than the RCMP. Why'd she say this? What's her examples, right? Muni's perfect. Which, 
They're great. I love the munis. But she's saying the RCMP is shit. Now why? She's at police reform. <laughs> she's she these are the people that are going to fix the RCMP. This is one of the reasons why she has a problem with the RCMP. Narcan refused to allow officers to carry naloxone. Refused officers to carry Narcan. You guys know what Narcan is, right? If somebody's having a fentanyl overdose, overdose, you squirt them with this shit. And then at one and they wake up. Point. Um, it was a, a decree from Ottawa that RCMP officers would carry naloxone, but only use it on each other should they be exposed to those people who were doing drugs and need. Now, I'm going to tell you right now about Narcan. She's talking about Narcan. When I was a cop. In 2017, I was introduced with Narcan. I had to take a course on Narcan. I always knew in my head that the Narcan was for my partner if he needed it. Like if, if cops, because if cops came in contact with fentanyl and they passed out, they had a, an issue, I could administer this. But I also knew that I could administer it to anybody else, to any other person that is overdosing. Never once in my head did I ever think that I couldn't. But she's coming out and saying that the RCMP said, no, you will only use it for your staff, for your members. And I, honest to God, don't have a memory ever of that. And we started using it in 2017. But only use it on each other. Only use it on each other. So she... The munis are awesome because they never took this stance. The RCMP did. Don't leave. You got to hear this. And it is a big deal. Because she is a big wig. Big wig. Big wig. That is trying to fix police. Listen. So this was an issue that arose uh, initially around 2017. when It was 2016. But keep on going, Bonnie. We started to... Um, allow well encourage people to be um, using naloxone widely in our communities and uh, policing embraced that early on a number of policing embraced that not the rcmp or um, particularly vancouver police department particularly vancouver police department embraced it um and yes so that was the initial response from rcmp blah 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 her point is she couldn't stand it that the rcmp said, no, we're just going to use it on each other. So what needs to be, what's Bonnie's input? She had a problem with beards. I'm not going to get into the beard part, but she had a problem with the RCMP saying, we're only going to use it on each other. And the van, for example, the Vancouver police department, they weren't like that at all. Vancouver police department, not racist, RCMP racist. I would also put on a call for trauma informed training. She wants trauma, trauma informed training. Even though there's nobody better in my mind than a police officer who's dealing with somebody that's suffering from mental health. But Bonnie wants this. Why does she want it? Why, do you, why does she think they need it? That helps us address some of the, uh, not only trauma, but racist issues. that Racist issues that are going on right now, guys. We are dealing with. and we're... Racist issues that we're dealing with. She doesn't say what they are. That's why she's there. Because we didn't provide Narcan. 
the RCMP didn't provide Narcan to people that needed it, only themselves. And we need tra uh, trauma-based training to fix these racist issues that she doesn't give an example about. So how can I sit here and not say anything about this? What is she doing about the homeless? Why is she at a police reform meeting? She's a doctor. Why isn't she working on the homeless? So we have a lady. <laughs> we have a doctor. That's going to tell the RCMP what they need to do to fix the ra racist issues. This is make-believe. This is clown world, guys. There is no racist issues. There isn't. And the Narcan thing, I'll tell... I'll tell you, I'll get to that in a second. One last clip. Just fucking play. See, I'm mad. Where I see glimmers of hope is what we... Glimmers of hope. Bonnie Henry has glimmers of hope. You gotta hear this. You gotta hear it. We talked about with some of the, the rapid response teams that are able to, to play that bridge, um, particularly when people um, need to go to the emergency department. Rapid response teams, meaning nurses. That's her glimmer of hope with the RCMP. The ACT team. Like the ACT teams and others act to, team, to yeah. uh, fulfill that, that, that gap that we have on mm. all parts of our system, really. They're going to help out somehow. I don't know how. How are they going to help out? You know what she's talking about, right? When the police bring somebody up to the hospital that are suffering from mental health, police stay up there for two, three, four, five hours, sometimes even 12, and... What she's saying is people from the response team, the act team, they're going to come there and take over. But, but we can't leave. We can't let them take over because the act team, does they don't have guns. They don't have weapons. If we let them take over and something happens, we're held liable. That's her glimmer of hope. A complete waste of time having Bonnie Henry there. So Vancouver Police Department are saints. And you know what? They basically are. I think they are. But Bonnie Henry's saying, there's such a gap between the munis and the RCMP. And my example is the Narcan example. Vancouver Police Department embraced it. You want to hear what Vancouver Police Department said about Narcan? This is one of the dudes. Okay, his name is Montague, Montag, Mon Montague. I don't know. He's he's uh, he's an upper at the Vancouver Police Department. This is what he says about Narcan. When they told him that they wanted him to start using it. The staff will be trained to use nasal form of naloxone in the next few weeks. They will not be required to use it on anyone experiencing an opioid overdose in keeping with the... They will not be required to use it on anyone experiencing an opioid overdose. Bonnie, what do you, that's embracing it? They just came out and said that they, they're not going to use it on anybody else but themselves. Why? Because it's against their policy that was adapted in 2003 to not attend overdose calls. They don't even attend overdose calls. Bonnie. In 2002, I was attending overdose call, calls. I seen the paramedics bring somebody back to life. That's all we did was attend overdose. And you see a gap? Where's the gap? It's not on our side. And I like Vancouver's, I like their policy. We shouldn't be attending overdose calls. We're not doctors. We're not nurses. But we attend 
overdose calls. And we have Narcan to fix your problem, Bonnie, that you're not fixing. You're not fixing the drug habit problem. You're not fixing mental health. The only time we attend is if there's a sudden death. The BPD has been opposed to officers doing the same because they would be investigated, meaning helping out with Narcan. They would be investigated by the IIO if a person died. It becomes an in-custody death. Paramedics, firefighters, Montag said adding the policy defies logic. Because paramedics or firefighters working alongside officers trying to save someone's life would not be subjected to an investigation, but instead serve as witnesses. Abbotsford Police said he is not aware of police elsewhere in Canada providing staff with nasal spray naloxone for safety reasons. And Bonnie Henry has a problem with the RCMP. Again, where am I getting this information? We got to be suspicious. We got to be a little skeptical. I don't know, the Canadian press, I don't know who that, but that came out back in 2016. My point is, <sighs> Bonnie Henry comes out, makes up a lie, a falsehood, and gets away with it. The MPF says, we basically, we want, we want you to apologize. And there was rumors floating around Facebook that Bonnie Henry kind of apologized for what she said. The MPF basically said, we're waiting for an apology. We're waiting for you to fix what you said. I don't think they waited long enough because this is what Bonnie Henry says. And we're supposed to believe that this is an apology. Bonnie Henry. I was taken back by the misinterpretation in that letter, said Henry as a news at a news conference. I was taken aback by the misinterpretation. You guys just misinterpreted me. There was absolutely no criticism at all of anything that frontline police officers are doing. <laughs> and the misinterpretation of that is something I regret. There's, there's no apology there. I'm sorry you didn't understand what I was saying is what she's saying. There's no correction. Oh, fuck. I know this is fucking boring, but I can't help but talk about it. This was in response to the overdose crisis. There was concern from police services. What? What do you know? You mean the RCMP, Bonnie? That's what. There wasn't concern from police services. It was just the RCMP. That's what you said. You focused on the RCMP, but she's changed it to police services. There was concern from police services, and there was conflicting messages that came down from police services in BC versus RCMP. Crock of shit complete crock of shit but she gets away with it you're not allowed to do that to cops you're not allowed to sit there bonnie you're not allowed to lie about police officers we're in a lot of trouble right now we've lost a lot of respect with civilians and when you come out and lie about it you 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 worsen it you make it harder for every police officer in canada why are you doing that and Make your own bed before you make an RCMP bed. Don't try to fix policing when you can't even fix homelessness. Now let's talk about this for a second. Your focus, your attention should be on homelessness that you call it. You're calling it homelessness. If you, It's not homelessness, guys. They're not homeless. They suffer from mental health. They suffer from drug addiction. But if Bonnie Henry says that, if all these people admit to that, 
then they're forced to fix the problem. And they don't want to fix the problem because they haven't fixed the problem. The problem can be fixed, but they won't do it because it's too hard. The amount of money we put into COVID in Canada would have fixed this problem 10 times over. There's no little old family that's walking down the street that doesn't have a home and is suffering, okay? It doesn't happen. It's, that's not what it is. It's, it's not from a movie. It's, it, that's not what's going on. If that really did happen, we'd, we'd help them out. They'd be living with you. It's a charade when they call it homelessness. It helps them out. It makes their job easier if they define it that way. Now you got to listen to me. When I take somebody up to the hospital, nine times out of 10, they're kicked out of the hospital. If they're not kicked out of the hospital, they stay in the hospital for, I don't know, a few hours. You take them up to the hospital, the doctor inter- interviews them. If the, de- doc- if the doctor determines they're not a fear or a safety to themselves or anybody else, they go back on to the street. Is that fixing the problem? No, it's not fixing the problem. And it happens all the time, all the time. It's actually difficult for a cop to even apprehend somebody that's walking around the street with a mental health problem or a drug addiction problem. It's hard. Why is it hard? Because people like Bonnie, they've given them powers. They've given the people that are suffering powers. You need to have certain grounds to apprehend people. A lot of times you don't have the grounds. Where'd the grounds come from? People like Bonnie Henry. Now, why are these people given powers? Why are they given powers to decide if they should go to the hospital or not? Why are they given powers? They're clearly suffering. They're clearly not coping. They clearly need help, but we give them powers to say to refuse the help. You guys are led to believe a lie. Do you not think these people deserve help even if they don't want it? When somebody's suffering from Alzheimer's, and they're walking around, Joan's walking around the street. What do you think they they do with Joan? They admit her immediately. Joan is never allowed out again. She's suffering from Alzheimer's disease. She needs help, right? She can't cope, right? So she gets that help. If we see Joan up on 3rd Avenue walking around suffering from Alzheimer's disease, We don't go up to her and go, hey, Joan, how's it going? And if Joan says, oh, I'm doing okay. We don't say, ah, Joan, she likes it. She likes suffering from Alzheimer's disease. No, we do something about it. We help her. We get her the medical attention she needs. And the healthcare system does not fail her. They help her. Even if she doesn't want the help, Joan can't find her car. She can't find her dead husband that died 15 years ago. We don't just, she's not a safety risk. No, we give her help even if she doesn't want it. Now I ask you this. I ask you sane person. I'm talking to a sane person. You're normal right now. Let's say tonight you have a mental breakdown. You wake up in the, now I'm talking to a normal person. I'm talking to normal you. You wake up in the morning. You walk out your house. You walk out of your house. You go onto the streets. You don't want your house anymore. Sell it, give it away, donate it to charity. You don't want to talk to your husband, your wife, your kids. You hate them all because you're having a mental breakdown. Now you go on the street and you're walking around and a cop comes up to you and you say to him, I'm fine. No, I'm not going to hurt anybody. I'm not going to, I like this. This feels good. Cop has no grounds to 
apprehend you, even if he did have grounds, you're going to go to the hospital. Do you really want the hospital to release you back onto the street or do you want to get fixed? Do you really want the cop not to apprehend you? You have too much power. They've given you too much power. You're suffering. You can't cope. You shouldn't have power. I guarantee you everybody sitting at home right now would go, no, I want you to take me away to a facility and don't let me out until I get better. I don't ever want to be like that. Do you think those people on the street want to be like that? Do you think they want to go to that food kiosk down the street? They got no choice because people like Bonnie Henry won't fix it. They've given you power. They've given you power that police can't even take you off the street. How many loved ones have seen people go onto the street and they can't save them because they're powerless? Like they can't, they can't get to them. The government won't allow you to get to them. And what's the answer? What do we do? We put band-aids on everything. We put food banks down the street. We build shelters. We help you with your addiction. We'll give you welfare. When you don't spend, when you spend all your welfare, you could go to the kiosk, grab some food. You could go in my backyard, steal a bike, maybe get some more drugs. We'll give you heat. We'll give you rooms. We'll give you low barrier housing. That's Bonnie Henry's answer. She's not fixing shit. They don't fix nothing. You got to fix the person. You don't fix the person by building injection sites, safe injection sites. In Port Alberni, at a sobering center, there was a stabbing. At a sobering center. Do you, Google sobering center. Do you even know what that is? You're allowed to go to this center being inebriated and being taken care of. Injection sites. Safe injection sites. They'll allow you to do your illegal drugs in your arm. Bonnie Henry is all for legalizing illegal drugs. Why? According to Bonnie Henry, because those people shouldn't be put in jail, even though that's a safer place for them. They shouldn't be punished. What, what's that fixing? What are all these things fixing? They're not fixing the problem. And what does Bonnie Henry do? I'm going to allow all these things. I'm going to allow all these things around Every, everywhere. I'm going to allow all these things everywhere. Injection sites, sobering centers, low barrier housing. Eliminate crime. Eliminate punishment for these people. And you police, you're going to be working your ass off. And if you don't respond properly to the problems that I can't fix, shame on you. Racist issues. That's what's gotten me going. How do you fix it? You take the power away. You put them back in institutions. You make them get help. They have no choice. They're not allowed to have a choice. They're mentally ill. And don't kid yourself, that's exactly what they are. They're not homeless. They're mentally ill. But no, Bonnie Henry's at police reform. She's going to fix the police. But we have to fix her problems that she refuses to fix. And it's not just with Bonnie Henry. It's with politicians and doctors all over the world. And believe me, they ain't fucking hungry. Do you know how much food they have, guys? They got a lot of food. In California, there's like 15 million rats. All where the homeless are. Why? Because there's a lot of food. Now, I started this out saying, I don't want them in my neighborhood. And that's being the truth. I want them to get help. 
I shouldn't have to live that way. I paid for a safe neighborhood. I paid for a good neighborhood. No community should have this issue. But we have the issue not because of them roaming the streets and committing crime. We have this issue because of people like Bonnie Henry who won't fix it. And they blame the police. They blame people like me with this attitude. What makes you so special? That they can't come into your neighborhood. I don't want them coming into my neighborhood. Nobody should want that. I don't want them living across the street in a bush. I got kids here. Some of them are dangerous. Some of them are extremely dangerous. A lot of them can be criminals. No more money. No more housing. No more free housing. No more free heat. No more food. Put them in an institution and fix their mind. When I was in Duncan, we arrested at least five to ten people a day, a night for drunk in public. Sloppy drunk. Can't take care of themselves drunk. A complete mess drunk. Pissed in their pants. On a Friday, Saturday, and a Wednesday, cells were full with these people. Why did we arrest them? Because they needed our help. We needed to take care of them. They needed to go into a cell, sleep it off. They needed a safe place. But we don't do that with people that are suffering from mental health on the streets. Could you imagine if we just left them in the bush drunk? <laughs> That's what we're doing to them. Because Bonnie Henry's telling us that's what we should do. And it's racist to charge them if they commit a crime. Do you know how many hats police wear? Why are they wearing so many hats? Because they're not fixing the problems that need to be fixed in this world. If I have a mental breakdown tomorrow, I want the police to come up to me, take me away, and I want the hospital to hold me and make me better under no circumstances do you ever release me until I'm better. <laughs> so why aren't we doing it? You don't think they want to be better? Of course they do. How do you take the pressure off somebody else? You criticize them. You criticize the police. It takes the pressure off of Bonnie Henry. How else do you do it? You don't tell them they have mental health. They, you don't tell them they're drag, drug addicts. You call them homeless. If I call them homeless, it's not my fault. If I say they're mentally ill, then I have to take care of the problem. Are these people even really sitting around trying to fix the problem? Instead, they're, they're not. They're focused on police. Why aren't they sitting around? Why is Bonnie Henry talking about COVID? Leave it alone. Fix the, fix the real issues that are going on in the world. Why aren't you working your ass off to fix the issue? Sit at a table, hammer out some ideas, critically think. Come up with a bunch of ideas and work those ideas out. Implement them. Why aren't you doing that? Instead, you're building more band-aids. Low barrier. Homeless shelters. That's not fixing shit. We need more Narcan. The police aren't giving them a Narcan. We need, we need injection sites. What's that fixing? 
That doesn't fix the problem. This is a joke. This ain't government. You call this government? This ain't government. This is happening in Canada. One of the best countries in the entire world. We're just letting it happen. People don't even know it's really, they don't even really understand what's going on. They build a food kiosk thinking they're actually doing something. That's not doing shit. A can of beans in there? That's not doing shit. That's not fixing the problem. If a police officer shoots somebody that's suffering of mental illness on the street, don't blame the police, guys. 